At this point, I was walking the streets prostituting and had several different jobs that day and that night. And I woke up in the middle of the night instantaneously. And for the first time in so long, I cried out to the Jesus of my childhood. And he met me there. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about falling into the trap of always chasing after love, and then falling into the pit of not finding it, and then being used and abused. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, that that happens to everyone, but in our last show, we had Mary Pretty tell us how she grew up in a good family with her grandfather, who was a pastor. But when he died, it left room for complete, utter chaos to break down in her family, where eventually she was taken by the state to be put into foster care. Now, in foster care, she was left feeling like a vacuum in her heart or a void of love. And as she grew up, she was looking for love and instead of finding it, was raped at the age of 15. And then later on at 18, she thought she found love. But instead of finding love, it was a pimp who groomed her and used her to prostitute herself to other men. Now, later on, she became a prostitute on her own without a pimp and described her life being hooked on drugs and living a life for those drugs. Today, she's going to continue to share her story living as a prostitute and how she eventually met Jesus and how Jesus changed her life. Listener discretion is advised as the contents of this show can be sexual in nature. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Ah, yeah. So, Mary, after the relationship with a pimp, I understand you decided to become an escort for yourself. And you started working in different spas, like massage spas, to make money to support the drug addiction to cocaine, right? Correct. So, as you were living this lifestyle, what were the drugs doing for you during this time? They were my life. They were everything that I thought of, everything I loved, everything I hated. I mean, they ruled every part of my life. I ran so fast from anything that was not of drugs and was only around people that were doing drugs. So they were everything. Hmm. But looking back, deep down in your heart, what were you really looking for, Mary? Love, really. I was searching for love. I mean, I had the love of my grandmother, and my mother is back in the picture, sober now. And I had their love, but there was something missing still. And I still felt so alone and unloved and just wanted to be accepted and belong. Mm, My gosh. It is fascinating that the underlying problem was trying to fill the void of love and how dark it really got for you. I understand it got so dark that it was one drug to the next. And then eventually you try to commit suicide. What was that like? Yeah. So the drugs got real deep and moved on from cocaine to crystal meth, which to me is the pure devil. And I would follow it all around Alabama. And so I wasn't working. I wasn't escorting. I wasn't doing anything. I was just hanging around with drug dealers that could feed me the drugs. So the suicide attempt came when me and this girl were partying with these guys and I left and went with this other guy and ended up going to where I was staying. 
And I was just done. I really did try to be sober several times in my life. I just got tired of it. I got tired of trying to quit drugs because I've tried many times to quit, but it would still be there. I would get cold sweats if I wouldn't do them. I was just tired and I wanted to quit. And I wrote a little letter and I told God, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that I was about to do this. That's the first time I said anything to God. And it was me apologizing. That I'm about to do this. So what I did is oh. I had all these medicines I was on from the psychiatrist. It was three bottles and I took them all and I drank them down the beer and then woke up three days later and I see you on a ventilator. And the only thing I remember about that is I remember seeing a beautiful garden And I was trying to get to the garden, and they tied me down. And so I was up there for three days and finally off the ventilator, and they admitted me to a psych hospital, which was crazy. Wow. Thank God you survived that suicide attempt. But I understand after this experience of not dying, you still jumped back into the drugs, but then something happened. Tell us about it. Yeah. So this last go around, I stole my mother's car. I never stole before her stuff. And I went to go on my drug binge, and it was crack. And at this point, I was walking the streets prostituting and had several different johns that day. And that night, I just went back to the crack house, gave the dude my money, and everybody passed out. And I woke up in the middle of the night instantaneously. And for the first time in so long, I cried out to the Jesus of my childhood. And he met me there, and I just felt his presence, and I was crying and sobbing, and that gave me strength to leave that place. And the next day, I ended up at the homeless shelter, which was Friday, and then that Sunday, I ended up at The Rock, my church, and I got delivered from drugs that night. Mm, That is amazing. So you accepted Christ and were set free from drugs, but then there was a relapse that the Lord immediately prevented the relapse from getting worse by giving you an encounter with himself, like with God. What happened? Yes, I had been doing good for the whole year. I was starting to get a handle on the battle in my mind. And the guy that I used to have a crush on and would have gave anything to be with him back in the day, we were just friends, nothing ever happened. Well, he come into the picture, he come back into town out of the blue. And I don't even remember how we got together, but we met up and we went on a crack binge and Mm -hmm. a lot of liquor all weekend. And I remember I just got to the point I was just ready to go home and I was feeling like crap. Mm -hmm. And I drove down, it's called Governor's Drive, to get to my house. And I got pulled over and I went to jail for a DUI because I was very, very drunk. Mm -hmm. And I woke up the next day from being passed out. And that's the first and only time since I've audibly heard the voice of God. And he said, it is finished. And I haven't touched a drug since then. And that's been 15 years. Amazing. I know you are standing proof of the power of God to deliver someone from drug addiction. But oftentimes, when Christians mess up, they can feel guilt and condemnation. Did you feel that way when you had a relapse? Oh, yeah. I totally felt guilt and shame just because I was doing good for that year and trying to live life without drugs. And then for me to just fall back into the life I knew because that's what I was used to. Yeah, I felt really, really bad. So I had to deal with that when I got out and came home. But then you have this encounter with God in jail where you hear the audible voice of God. And that was the day that set you free. Now, how is it that you found freedom? And how can someone listening better understand that for themselves? I would say that your worth is not found in other people at all, because if you place your worth in other people, it will always fail you because we're human. I did not feel I was worthy of love for such a long time because honestly, I didn't know what love was. Hmm. Love to me was the fake attention from men and the things that happened with men. 
that was love to me. So I didn't feel worthy of love because I did not know what love was. But the real, true, honest love of God is all-consuming. And you don't have to understand it. You don't have to get it. You just have to ask and surrender to it. Because once you feel that love, your life will never be the same. And your worth is found in that love. Mm, Mary, that is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that Jesus filled you with self-worth. And it set you free from prostitution, drug addiction, and basically always chasing after love in the wrong places. Your story is inspiring. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Much more to share with you right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Anlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you really think about this? I personally really liked when Mary Pretty said that once you feel the love of God, your life will feel its worth and it will never be the same. What do you think about that? Maybe you're confused to think that God and love, do they even go together? Maybe you feel like God isn't loving. Maybe you feel like he's like a supreme distant being who's all powerful, mighty above all, but definitely not love. But my friend, it is true. God is the inventor of love. And yes, God loves you. See, God is not only the inventor of love, He's the inventor of true love. What I'm talking about is what an ancient scripture written in the book of 1 John 4.16, it is written. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. God is not just the inventor of love. He is love. Think about this just for a moment. If you know God, then you will know love. Think about it. When we think of love, we think of like what? Romantic movies? We tend to think about human relationships, right? But the truth is, yes, we can maybe express that in human relationships, but God, he's the very essence of love. I know this to be true. Mary found this out. She found out that no matter what she was chasing after, nothing compares to what she found in Christ Jesus. She found true love. She didn't just believe in the love of God or like hope for it. She literally felt the love of God. Or should I say, she felt God. Did you know that you can have that? You can actually feel the love of God. It's not some pretend emotion or feeling. It is something real and tangible. No matter what you're looking for today, my friend, I tell you the truth, whatever you're looking for, it will fall short of your expectations because deep inside, 
you're really looking for true love. And you can have that today in Christ Jesus. He's the one who made a way to God the Father, who, yes, is all-powerful, but at the same time, He is love, and He loves you. Will you let that love in your heart today? I want to pray for that person who might be saying, gosh, you know, how could God love me? You don't know my past. You don't know what I've done. Well, I'll say this, my friend. I don't know, but God knows. He knows what you've done, and He still loves you. And how you know this is because the Bible says that God sent His one and only Son, not to condemn the world, but to save it. He wants to bring you to Him. And He died on the cross so that you wouldn't have to go through the pain of your sins. So Lord Jesus, we just come to you. We come to you right now. And I pray for my friend who's saying, gosh, I want to know this love, but I don't know if, God, you can forgive me. God, according to your word, says to receive you and believe in you. Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you, but we receive your forgiveness for our sins. And I pray for my friend that they would feel the love of God right now feeling that God just loves you so much. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.